Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where we explore what it means to be a well-rounded, happy, goal-crushing athlete. Every week, myself, sports journalist Molly Herford, and cycling coach and kinesiologist Peter Glassford interview experts and chat through all of your training questions. We're excited to have you along for the ride. Yeah, a nice, quiet holiday week. Peter, how's it going? It's going well. Yeah, festive times are always fun, and uh, yeah, can't really complain can complain a little bit about the cold to be honest but you know what i think everyone is dealing with it and frankly at least down here in new jersey it's not snowing so at least we've been able to get out to run even if we froze our faces off doing so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i mean the holidays for us at least is always uh, you know a time of reflection a time of going through you know the year past and, and what the year ahead holds so have you had any major revelations as you've gone through uh not like major, but definitely some. I always find this time of year a little trickier than I think you do because I'm such a firm like Christmas relaxation holiday person, but I also feel the pull to be doing like the new year reflections and everything. So it's definitely this very odd dichotomy of like wanting to, you know, sit down and reread, uh, you know, Harry Potter and watch all my Christmas specials and all that while also reflecting towards the new year, which I think, honestly, it's it's okay. I'm pretty happy to take that break. But now, now that we're past Christmas, it's kind of full steam ahead into the planning and reflecting for the new year. I was saying to you actually yesterday, I, I find this time of year a little tricky for me as I'm trying to think through next year's big athletic goals because I, it's cold out and holidays are here and I want to spend time with my family. So I definitely have this like sudden like moment of, why do I even need to race? What am I doing it all for? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the holidays are over, I'm like, all right, okay, we're good. We're good. Everything's fine. Well, it's probably akin to the rule that you don't make decisions at night uh, in, in ultra running. Yeah, ultra. absolutely. Uh, so you probably want to weather it for a while longer. Uh, you know, you don't quit during the rep. It's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's Monday, the day after Christmas, and I'm already back. We're good. Everything's fine. And we call this Boxing Day in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's very clunky. It's sort of like saying my woolen hat instead of toque, but that's an aside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but with that said, I think, you know, the reflection and the hustle, you said you had your post on consummateathlete.com, you had the hustle versus hike, which I enjoyed that subtitle of the post. I don't think that's what the post is called. I think it might have been okay. actually. Yeah, I'm sure you'll find it if you're looking for it. But sometimes it's, it's this idea that, you know, even by watching the holiday movies or reading the Harry Potter or whatever your ritual is, you may actually have some of these reflections, you know, it's in the, you know, the classic is in the shower, you have this great idea. And so sometimes I think it's, you know, the type A person, uh, as we are, uh, wants to, you know, journal and do exercises and stuff. But sometimes the in the backing off, there's now space for, you know, the ideas or the, you know, the decision that maybe you've been struggling to make. Yeah, it's true. Definitely get itchy uh, after a couple days of it. But I think that the time relaxing really helps recharge everything. So hopefully, hopefully all all the type A's out there are getting the same level of relaxation, even when it's a little a little hard to do. Uh, But with all of that said, we've been kind of thinking about a bunch of tiny habits for to take into 2023. Um, you know, the the sweeping New Year, New Me resolutions can be a little daunting. We've already talked about goal setting and more specific race related goals and how to think about your athletic season or even your long term athletic trajectory on a whole. But we kind of wanted to talk about the little things to do within you know, every day, every hour, whatever, uh, that are a little more 
overall health focused, a little more getting your training actually done focused, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these in our goal setting episode, we talked a bit about the today tomorrow goals and how today in, in that framework, that five by two framework, we talked about the today goals are sort of a checklist that if you do these things consistently, you, you know, you can't help but do better or achieve your goal or, or whatever it may be that you're trying to do. Uh, and so some of these things we'll go through today actually remind me a bit of those or, or might actually suit, do well as, you know, part of that, um, that framework. Yeah. And anyone who's read our book, Becoming a Consummate Athlete, has definitely heard at least some of these because we've talked about them in the book. You know, we're big fans of trying to set yourself up for success on these very micro levels because I feel like we, we get very macro a lot of the time. A lot of the goal setting books tend to get very macro. A lot of the even the training books, most athletic books are very much focused on once you're actually out of the house doing the work. But I think we, we find with the people we've worked with a lot of the time, the getting out of the house is the, the hardest part mm-hmm. of the workout. Or, or having the stuff you need to do, right? It's, it's easy to say you have these threshold goals. You're, you know, we said one of the goals, practice goals might be, you know, you're going to do this number of interval sessions per week. Uh, but that's forgetting that, you know, you maybe need to have fuel or you need to have your bike maintained so that you can actually do it. So it's getting even maybe more again, onto the nitty gritty, Uh, of things that you need to be set up for. And I definitely learned that this week as we were uh, contending with some trainer issues, getting a trainer sorted out down here and just some, some, some power reading, some smoothness, you know, it's, it's getting sorted out, but it was definitely a very frustrating first ride for me. And it was the reminder of like, oh, right, this needs to get sorted out before I can actually do the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just a great, great moment of reflection for me there. <sighs> yeah, it always annoys me now that you can't just get on the bicycle and ride. You have to subscribe and give your life away and have five screens going before you can even turn the trainer on. But that's another aside, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But okay, anyway, uh, let's, let's get into the habits. And the first one is sort of our most glorious global out of all of these uh, and it's eliminate and or make the choice so in the book we've talked about this as landslide habits or rock slide habits so it's sort of the the big the big thing that's gonna just kind of continually move everything forward mm-hmm. uh, and this can be related to pretty much anything in your day but we we tend to like it we tend to relate it specifically to breakfast like every morning we have the exact same breakfast we have for years now yeah pretty much i mean it's you know the the eggs and spinach get pulled out of the fridge every morning i guess is the there isn't a lot of decisions around that uh yeah and so then that's just one last thing you know you're not looking at the maybe the sugary cereal that's maybe the post-ride cereal maybe we're saving that and it's not a either or it's just you know boom we're done we're not deciding that right it's really just eggs come out of the fridge yeah and i actually talked about it on our site when i was saying uh, when we've been in the van i've actually struggled with this because our normal routine gets kind of jacked up when we're when we're camping and i actually need to figure out what my choice elimination is when we're in the van and eggs and spinach aren't necessarily the easiest thing to make Mm -hmm. so it's funny i actually do need to kind of work on what that new choice for when well, we're in there. that direction, the, the barrier there, right, which also goes a bit with our book, is the barrier was actually a pan. Like, we didn't have a, a pan to, to do it, mm-hmm. to cook it. So, now we have that. So, maybe that's, you know, maybe you're away and you can continue that. But it's certainly travel is always going to disrupt these things. I find, you know, our morning core routine or... Um, 
just anything, right? It all can get disrupted. I was thinking even, you know, taking my morning HRV reading, uh, you know, it's harder, you know, if we're camping or something, now all of a sudden I have to walk up a massive hill to get to the washroom or, or whatever it may be. Uh, right, right. It's just trickier. So yeah, when you travel, it, it's certainly going to disrupt it. But for a lot of folks, you know, we're just talking general day to day, uh, deciding these things. So this could be clothing. This could be, are you doing the goal or not? And then once you're in it, there's just, again, once you're in the repetition, there's no deciding. You can decide after the repetition, um, which is, you know, after the race, you can decide not to do the race anymore. But once you're in it, you know, decide. So this is registering, you know, just stop going back and forth. Just register. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I had a, couple, a client and this is like, I've had two client calls now that were in this direction of just, will I, won't I, you know, we have this in Ontario right now, the UCI license is a big thing you don't have to get the uci license to race provincially they have a new level or something but you know if, if your goal is to be you know the best cyclist you can you know maybe someday aspire to you know just do it <laughs> like it costs money but it's one of those things that the amount of time you're going to spend wondering about it so when we say this deciding it's it's some of these things are big it's not just like well i have eggs every morning for the rest of my life it's which is sort of a big decision uh but it's also just am i doing the race or not decide yeah. Right. A lot of yeah. these races, you have to decide on January 1st, <laughs> so you might have missed it. But uh, It's true. So the more the more you can eliminate the choices or just make the choices, I think that's, that's the move. And, uh, and I think you said eliminate, and maybe we should highlight that too. It could be I'm not doing the race because I'm hesitating, so I, really, totally. I don't believe in it, right? I, I'm not, this isn't the year, and I'm going to deal with the FOMO. And if at the end of the year, I'm, I'm so beside myself that I wasn't at the bucket list race when everyone else was posting about it, then sign up, <laughs> you know, get that early bird next year. Mm -hmm. But I think that's, again, just if it's not a, there's the Derek Sivers thing of the, you know, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no, uh, can maybe be applied here too. And, and it's a little aggressive, but it does save a lot of bandwidth if you're pretty aggressive with this. Yeah, for sure. Okay. From there, the next most, I'm going to argue the most practical always be charging so by this and if you've read the book you know what i'm saying here have a charging station where your bike lights your cycling computers your smartwatch, all of that stuff lives and mm -hmm. when you get in from your ride or your run that stuff goes on the charger if you're on an e-bike or a bike with electronic shifting we're charging that on whatever regular basis we need to be charging it on because the number of times that you know it, people have tried to start rides and they've been like oh my garmin is dead my you know my shifting is dead so now i need to plug in my thing right. like and so it's the garmin i think some of these that are day-to-day -day charges the the backlight um i would group water bottles in with this just nothing should stay on the bike when we're away at camps and i see just like someone's bike just strewn with you know their garmin still on it their bottles are all dirty and on it still these are the ones that bring it all in when you're you're dirty, the bottles are dirty, the garment needs charging, like everything's in a state of disrepair. And just, it, it basically all just gets cleaned at the same time and charged at the same time. Yeah, we actually had that as another uh, habit on here, which is the clean the bike, clean yourself as soon as you well, get in I mean, the house. Don't, don't ruin your habits here. Don't, don't get too far down the well, road. Well, I think we can just yeah. combine yeah. these. Okay. Oh, you're gonna, oh, okay. Yeah, well, we're is, going for it. But, but to me, if you think about this, it's it's if you don't bring the bottles upstairs from the garage or wherever you're parking your bike and you don't bring the garmin then what's what does this mean long term if we looked at your two-week scale it means that you're also going to have to walk back downstairs and get the garmin and bring it back up and charge it before you walk down the stairs to go for your next ride 
Uh, and then probably well, if we're honest, what's going to happen is you're going to go for your next ride and hope that the Garmin doesn't die or the whatever battery doesn't die. The bike flasher light doesn't die. The bottles aren't you know disgusting when you try and put water in them. So it's all this stuff that if you do it, just bring it all up. It's less work, but it's a little bit more energy. You know, you can't just throw your bike into the rack and, you know, crawl up the stairs. You have to have something in your hands when you do it. Yeah. And it's the same with cleaning the bike, right? Like how much worse does a bike get if you come in and it's like a little muddy, never, a little It's never going to be easier than when it's, it's fresh. Yeah. Yeah. It's never going to get easier than that moment when you finish the ride. And I'll say like the bonus is often if, you know, if it was a mucky ride, you're dressed for it. You're already That's in your it. rain stuff. You're already, or you're already soaked. Right. So it just doesn't matter. And if so you sometimes, take <laughs> yeah, if it's really bad, it, like I'll come in and put a, a different coat on or take my helmet off or take my shoes off. And maybe I'll bring those back out to spray them down if it's that bad out. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely, if you do it now, it's going to be, again, the same analogy of you have to walk back down the stairs, pull the bike back out of where it is, pull it, the pressure washer. Now the chain has seized. <laughs> well, that's it. And none of the stuff likes to be dirty, really, right? So, and then it's going to cake on more. So yeah, I think it's, it's going to save you time in the long run. If you start thinking about it over the two weeks, this is another item versus just grouping it all together as one ride mm -hmm. that includes spraying it off. Yeah. So... Yeah charging it i guess was also yeah. yeah so we're charging we're cleaning we're putting the water bottles in the dishwasher uh and for running the same thing applies we're rinsing off the shoes if they're totally caked mm -hmm. in mud mm -hmm. uh you know we're spraying off the clothes if they're totally caked in mud now your rock slide habit for some of the more handy people are the people who are really into gear which look, i'm not really into gear but some of my clients are you know they have the bikes all lined up in their garage and they take the instagram photo of you know the the number plates or the whatever they have so for them it might actually be maybe in the garage they have like a little charging station where i love a charging ev station everything docks and the helmet hangs up and maybe they have you know i don't know what else would you have in there maybe you have like a a bike cleaning you know some of the places now have a little bathtub for the bike so maybe you maybe you even build a little bathtub in your garage uh to give your bike a spray down i love this and just know that i'm so jealous of anyone who has these setups so again the rock slide piece is is you know it all falls once and then it's done i guess is, is your analogy and again the, the shark sort of habit of you take one bite and it's, it's gone uh so again if, if you set up the charging station it's, it's already set up it's mm -hmm. good, right? If, if everything's organized, if you have a bike wash station, it's it, and it just everything is easier. The dominoes fall, you know, you could say as well. Yeah, I've always been a fan of charging everything all together just because it, it keeps everything really like together. So that way you don't forget your bike light when you go to get uh -huh. your computer. And I'm just looking over like I have headphones, I have the Garmin or the bike computer, the bike watch or the, the bike watch, the run watch. Uh, and then the, the now there's the lights. <laughs> You know, so there's just all of these things have to get plugged in. So yeah, just even having half the time, it's which one has which cable. So maybe you're labeling the cables and it just, if you do it once, you know, on a holiday or a Sunday or whenever you do it, then it's going to make everything. And then if we get, bring this out, then we can start saying, and I did my intervals twice this week. Cause I didn't run out of shifting power or run out of, uh, you know, whatever. Um, we won't even go into like the charge, hopefully the, the black linker back light you know helps any incidents with cars which also disrupts training uh 
you know, just the music is good. Your headphones didn't die, so you didn't throw them on the ground. Uh, there's just all these things where you can see how it then spirals into better results long term. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, we'll link to it in the post. I did do a, like a video, like electronic charging station setup. I have one in my desk uh, at, at mm-hmm. home. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll maybe link to that if you need a little bit of inspiration. I would say you have probably three roughly set around the house, different charging stations. Always well, be charging. Always be charging. Yeah, okay. ABC. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love that. Um, all right. So that was the always be charging. And when you finish a ride or run, your gear gets cleaned right away. Uh, the next one is checking your calendar ahead of time. And this, you know, if you go back two weeks, you listen to our episode talking about the long-term goals and then kind of getting into that uh, one to two week period or even the today, tomorrow. Uh, we're talking about knowing what's coming up and having time appropriately blocked out for it. So you know, this is this is a lot easier if you have a training plan, if you're working with a coach, so you know that you have training in your calendar. So it's easier to like look ahead and see what's coming. Uh, but even if you if you're coaching yourself or you're not working with a probably especially if you're coaching yourself. Yeah, yeah particularly if you're coaching yourself or you're not working with a specific training plan actually putting something on the calendar for every day, including, you know, taking a rest day, blah, blah, blah. Uh, having something on the calendar every day for the week, knowing ahead of time what you're going to do is going to save you so much of that decision time and save you from the day getting away from you. Because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but the times when I didn't have a training calendar, you know, those were the times where work or life or whatever would somehow come up. And by the end of the day, I did not find any time to train. Well, and I had a few, I guess, resolutions and stuff. Actually, last Usually I'm not big on it. I don't know if you've had this effect on me, but last year I decided I wasn't going to look at my phone at breakfast. I was just going to eat my breakfast. And so I stuck to that. I think maybe once or twice I had to like send a text or something and it came Yeah, you've out. done good. So I stuck to that. Um, what was the one I was thinking that I didn't do? Oh, so I, I also wanted to block off exactly what we're describing here. In the, I just, for every day of the week, there was this chunk of time that I just said recurring event every day uh from you know this time to that time and and it would move you know life comes but i just made it every single day that's when i you know exercise and so i think for some folks it almost doesn't matter because your coach probably is pretty you know you probably said i can only train an hour a day or you know and it's probably not even every day it's probably tuesday wednesday thursday saturday sunday and then saturday sunday are usually train at this time because the kids have to go to basketball or you go to church or whatever it is so i would say most of us are pretty what would that be routinized uh, mm-hmm. you know yeah there's probably only so many options but in this in this analogy of putting the big rocks in first we put the the work nine to five we put the exercise at what is it six to seven a.m whatever you know four to five five to six whatever your window is and you put those in and then that way when someone says hey can you do a call at five to six you say "Ah, no i can't you know can we fit this in at lunch i'll go for a walk and talk to you on the phone can we do it when we're driving to and from work uh you know or it's like 7 p.m or 8 p.m i know that's when a lot of clients fit in some of these extra things they do as well so Mm -hmm. so the idea is the big rocks go in and then the little things the little annoying call or the whatever committee you're on those are the little rocks that get sprinkled in between the big rocks yeah yeah i think that's super important and i think honestly looking ahead for for me when i look at it i generally know that i can fit in you know, I have my times I do calls and stuff. So I generally know when I can fit in training during the, the days of the week. But my big thing is I like looking ahead at the calendar on Sunday, just looking at what's on each day, because I know some days the, the workout is going to absolutely like 
annihilate me. And this so. I would say is, you think this is, so there's, I, I often talk about the frequency athlete, you know, you, you, it doesn't really matter what you're doing, but you should try and do more, you know, more days of the week need to have movement on it if we're talking about training. And then once you get that figured out, you're doing five, six, seven plus workouts a week. Then you're a volume person and we need to figure out when are those longer, you know, on the weekend, can you get the long workout in on the Wednesday? Can you get the long workout in? And then you get into being an advanced athlete and we're talking also about intensity probably matters a fair bit. And, and that's where which secret intervals are we going to do and, and what time of the year, you know, whatever. So to, to what you're saying, I think, is this is for the folks that are training regularly want to think oh, Wednesday's long, that's going to take more time. How am I going to figure this out? Can I get it to work early? You know, whatever the thing is for you, it might be just booking more call time. And then again, the recovery time afterwards. Yeah, like Wednesday is hard. So what are some of the easier things I can work on in the afternoon? Like stuff that needs to get done, but doesn't take as much brain power, say. And that's, I think, especially with the intensity piece. So this is an advanced for you advanced athletes out there. I think, I remember, it was actually, I think Adam Morka who told me this, um, and he, he said, probably you need about the same amount of time as the workout. If it's a hard workout and you really push yourself before and after to sort of like amp up, get ready, get out the door and then recover after set intervals. Uh, and again, this is an elite. Most of us don't have this privilege, but I think it is something to think about, you know, on that Saturday two hour workout, you know, do you have two hours to sit on the couch and just like <laughs> blink your eyes, you know, and have a nap, I guess, really, right? That's, that's what we're asking. And I think that's, this is when I get into that, do we need to train more or is it just you need to be able to show up and go that hard on a Saturday and then sit on the couch, you know, <laughs> in the fetal position for a couple hours? Um, I, th I think that's what you're saying, right? So, so I guess backing out, you need to schedule six hours for a two hour workout potentially on a Saturday. Yeah, and at least just know know what's coming, I think. I so, think and then I guess you're saying so more real, if we practice it to the everyday person, then is you have intervals on Wednesday, you probably shouldn't plan your your best work to occur after that workout. So so you maybe, you know, in the afternoon you try and take it light on yourself on the Wednesdays and, you know, do whatever is easier to do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, from a personal example, yeah, Wednesdays tend to be workouts, which means if I have a major deadline, I actually try to either get it done ahead of the workout on Wednesday or even better. I try to get like the big deadline turned in on Tuesday, even if the deadline wasn't until Wednesday, mm -hmm. just so that way that's off my plate and I can kind of do, like I say, the lighter stuff, the responding to emails, the like drafting an article for the next week, that kind of stuff. I like it. And then maybe the other piece that comes along with scheduling would be, you know, if you know you have a Wednesday Hills workout, you need to maybe get to the Hills. Exactly. Um, so now you're maybe, do you have to get the car? We only have one car or, you know, maybe you want to talk to me and see if I'm driving to train, you know, on the mountain bike trails or uh, what else would be, you know, I guess that's, we're trying to get efficiencies where you're like, oh, I could also go, you know, this is a, we get too far down this road of efficiencies, but maybe you're going to stop at the grocery store. Or you're going to, you know, while you're out. So this is again, where we're trying to put things, I'm not going to worry about this on a Monday going to the grocery store. Cause you're going to be out with the car on Wednesday and you're going to go grocery shopping Wednesday. So again, for the, the rest of us that have to do a lot of other stuff other than train and lay in the fetal position on the couch some of the scheduling in the week might actually give you time back in the week because you're not driving to pass the grocery store three times. Uh, just do it on Wednesday. Yeah. And I mean, to that point, what you just mentioned, like talking to each other about what's your schedule, what are you doing? I think this is a really good one to do with your partner, whether or not your partner trains as well. Just going through the schedule for the week, because I think yeah. the, the thing I see happen a lot with my friends who have partners and kids and stuff is they 
have their workouts for the week, they have their training schedule, but then they don't realize that, you know, their their partner has to work late the one night. So now they need to take the kids to gymnastics or to whatever. So now their workout is compromised because of that. But if they'd, you know, sat down together and looked through the entire schedule for the week ahead of time, mm-hmm. then they probably could have figured out what the, the compromises are there or just shifted around their training so that it actually like worked with that. Right. Could that be a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday? So, yeah, the tiny habit of just sitting down and looking and planning for the week ahead in the most specific of detail. You know, mm-hmm. we're not like this isn't even talking about what we're doing for training. This is talking about how we're fitting in the training that's planned. And I do think in that five by two, where we're talking about the two weeks. It does help feel it less overwhelmed. I know Mondays, I often feel very overwhelmed with everything that has to be done. And then by it, is that why today when you realized it was Monday, I was suddenly just beside myself. <laughs> Um, it's Boxing Day. It's not a Monday. Um, so uh, all I have to say is if you can say, okay, I'm going to do the grocery shopping on Wednesday, even though it's Monday and it seems like it's a to-do for today. I think that's where the power here is. We're not doing everything today. We have two weeks to file this in and, and plan this stuff. And this is training, yes, but also other stuff, the other stuff, the important stuff we have to do. Right, right. Perfect. Okay. Uh, next one. Very practical. Always have snacks. And I think this is one that we realized as we were driving to and from Quebec for the uh, 24-hour relay that we did with friends the other week. We did not run for 24 hours, to be clear. Uh, We kept it very casual, but we realized on our trip that we had really not planned super well for our car snacks. Um, And then this made me start thinking about fueling for rides and runs and how often my ride or run lasts longer than I anticipated it lasting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, how utterly unprepared I am for some of those. So I think my my goal, my resolution for 2023 is always have snacks and always be snacking. Mm-hmm. And I, I would probably include tools with this, but I always, in my, my pockets, my jersey pockets, I have left pocket is an inflator, a tool, uh, and now tire plugs as well. And then usually each bike has tubes on it. And that's every bike, every ride. It doesn't matter if it's a recovery ride. It doesn't matter if it's a cyclo, you know, if cyclocross, maybe I put the stuff on the, in the field, but I have the stuff with me and it's, do I use it every ride? No, I probably use three rides out of the year, maybe. Uh, and then I probably help people a few other rides, but that it's just, again, it's the routine so that when I need it, it's there. And then I get to practice using the Allen key when I need to make an adjustment. And then similarly with the food, we just, you don't know, right? Like you're going to miscalculate how much you ate for breakfast and you're feeling a little off, have a snack, right? The, as you say, you're out for an extra hour. The weather's really good. You would have stayed out for an extra hour, but you have no water or food. Mm-hmm. So we just, in general, it's nice if you can go and use the stuff. For you, you're an ultra runner. You should be probably running with a pack most of the time because that's the nature of the race. Yeah, and it's funny. I was actually doing an article for Canadian Running Magazine about habits of efficient runners. So part of that was very like physical, practical. And the other part was we talked about nutrition. I talked to a couple of nutritionists. And you know, part of what we were talking about is a lot of us just don't fuel our training runs the way that we're planning on fueling races. Mm-hmm. And this can be, you know, our long runs, but it can even just be like the runs that are over an hour. Like those still kind of deserve to be fueled. So it's very silly to waste the practice that we could be getting. Mm-hmm. Like the gut training that you can get from fueling appropriately during those 75 plus minute workouts. Mm-hmm. 
And it's easy to say, I think a lot of us will have a mental block, a psychological block, maybe, you know, even worth exploring in, in therapy. And I don't say that lightly at all. Uh, but sometimes we have this thing that like we don't, we're trying to burn fat. So we're not eating. This is a hundred percent. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, and, my being for sure. I think I definitely have it as well. And, and so coming to terms with it, that the performance will be better. The recovery will be better. Uh, you know, if we, if we group this gut training and, and just not asking the question of what do I eat during the race? Just if you didn't ask that in the week before the race, that's performance enhancing because you've practiced it. <laughs> you know, you're confident in your, your plan, right? So I think this, this can be anything. It doesn't always have to be gels and sugar powders. It can be a bar. It can be a homemade cookie. It can be whatever, whatever you're into. Uh, but yeah, just having the, the snacks, even if you don't, you know, we all have the emergency gel that, or we should all have the emergency yeah. gel that comes with us so that again if you or a friend needs fuel uh again to go and ride for another hour because it's sunny and you got a call that the you know they got canceled whatever you're supposed to be home for so you're going to ride for another hour uh, again this is where being prepared and having these little habits can really you know over time starts compounding the value yeah exactly and i do stand by also keeping snacks in your car that are like of the reasonable healthy variety i think for for anyone i don't say that just for like the traveling people but i think there's a lot of people that spend you know an hour or two in the car on various sure. commutes and trips and stuff. A lot of stuff i guess you could do nuts you know we just got some fancy jerky here we got you know just some of the bars are you know this you can get a decent bar whatever you think decent is for you know these bars um what yes. else dried fruit maybe something like that honestly even water bottles like having water in the car because yeah, even that we potions had not. and powders and yeah so i mean i think it's it's if you're driving a lot you know i have a few clients that are driving for work you know they're reps or they're these different things so it's definitely having how are you going to make food on the go right it almost you need to have a big cooler but you might want to have a few emergency uh, what are those the what's the glove box in the glove box mm -hmm. yeah it gets into that uh, if you're not you if you're hungry situation hmm. okay Okay, perfect. Um, on the note of the the nutrition side of things, I think having my like the biggest thing I've done with my routine over the years is really the morning starts with water. And you know now I do uh, AG one by Athletic Greens in my water. But even if you know without the pow like powder accepted, like the water in the morning is the biggest part of that. Well, and this gets to our first con uh, concept today, the the deciding. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not debating if you're doing AG1. You, you can debate every month if you want, uh, you know, if you're going to renew and keep doing it. But we have the water, you know, if you're taking whatever supplements you're taking, uh, you know, and then maybe there's a routine of core or yoga or something you're going to do. You get on the floor, you know, maybe it's not much more complicated than that. Uh, but this is the stuff that you're not deciding what fancy yoga thing you're going to pull up on YouTube. It's this, exactly. is, this is what I do. Yeah, you're morning. not opening the supplement cabinet deciding which one you're going to take this morning. Mm -hmm. You and, know and the I, one. I do think it can evolve. I think sometimes we get into these things that it's forever. And I would say I very much am on the, you know, when we're home, you know, or, or you know, earlier in the base phase, you know, or, or the fall, we'll say. I often just do my strength in the morning. And then as we get more into, you know, the new year. Uh, we're often tra traveling as well, but then I try and make strength more of a during the day, you know, two and three times a week. Uh, and then the morning is usually like a groggy, like, oh, my body is so sore and tired. Uh, and it's more of a mobility. But I, you know, I sort of set the just like I get on the floor, do some, you know, we'll call it core hip activation. But a lot of it is just like flopping around and <laughs> trying to get woken up. Now, that said, you are much more 
able to do that than I am. Like for me, flop if, around on the floor. Yeah, yeah very okay. well. No, if I don't have my specific routine that I've now like, you know, honed over the years, but it is the same. I do the same thing every day because if I don't have that. Like, I'm not capable, I don't think, of kind of changing it up and doing what I feel every morning on the mat. Like, it would just not happen. So I need my very set routine. Maybe yoga is part of that. But I I think within that, the routine I'm grouping here is the water, the supplements. Like, some of that stuff will evolve over time. Um, I think I'm just trying to say, like, don't feel bad if you're not the kind of person who can, like, just walk out and, like, sit on the mat and be like, what does my body feel like it needs today? Oh, and no, I think you need a plan. But my plan is just that I'm going to skit down onto the floor in the living room. That's just <laughs> about as uh, evolved as it is. I guess, well, and frankly, one of us needs to occupy the dog. And well, usually he knows you want to play with him in the morning more than again, I do. we don't have a decision. I have to go out and walk with him. So, I mean, there's also that... Um, but yeah, so you're trying to figure out what you need and what are the, the gaps. Uh, you know, if you have a shoulder that someone told you to put your ha- arm overhead in the morning and do something with a band, uh, you know, and you're not doing it, then I would put that in. You know, we have a, a band in the kitchen. I don't use it that. No one's really told me to do that recently, but sometimes I'll do it. And it's right beside the coffee machine. So that might be someone who's overcoming a, a rotator cuff or a collarbone or something. They might have it right beside the coffee machine, turn the coffee machine on. And you can visualize it, grab the band, do your band exercises, you know, and then you're here, you grind the coffee, you go, and then you, you know, whatever, you can see Mm -hmm. how this could be integrated. And there's not a decision. You're having the coffee every morning and then do it. Uh, The other thing that comes to mind with that is the, the pairing of the other stuff that you're doing. So the classic is always the, you brush your teeth every day and it feels dirty if you don't. So what else can you tie into that? I've seen calf raises done well with the brushing the teeth. I like that. Uh, Have you seen anything else like that with that habit, the pairing of habits? I always think about when we had Jax Mariusz, the ultra runner, on ages ago on this podcast. She mentioned doing squats while she waited for her French press to brew. And that remains one of my favorite like I movement guess you're, habit maybe, If you're really into the coffee, again, it's a nice one because you're making the coffee. You're not going to go without in most cases. And then if you're into it, there's usually a French press would be nice. It's like a four-minute uh, press usually. So, again, could you do something during those four minutes all the time? The timer goes... What are you doing for four minutes? Yeah, most people scroll their phones. She did her squats. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, yeah, the water was a big one because I'm a very big coffee person. So I think before I kind of committed to like the glass of water in the morning, it was very much I went coffee, coffee, coffee. And then like by you know mid-afternoon, I was like, oh, right, haven't drank any water today. So I do think and, you know, all of those habits that we just mentioned, it's starting the day on that like healthy note, quote unquote. I guess the other one you've done is with your yoga, you often watch, you know, more cheesy TV, oh, yeah. which yeah. then like, means that you're not watching cheesy TV just idly, uh, I guess, the rest of the day. So I've seen clients do that with, you know, they only watch this show that they might be uh, they might tend to binge. Mm-hmm. They only watch it on the, the indoor trainer maybe there'd be a way you could like block yourself from accessing that yeah. site except in the trainer room or something yeah um yeah so that's that's the idea of pairing i think is a good one yeah also lest you think that my morning yoga is very zen and calm and soothing or anything like that nope this is just straight up trash tv so putting that out there okay almost there uh do the load of laundry is my other habit we have a bad habit that we're going to try to break in 2023 of uh probably overload okay i have the bad habit of overloading the washing machine because we wait a little long although i'm going to say it's partially because peter just puts his dirty stuff directly into the washing machine it's how our house is set up so by the time my wash needs to get done his has already half filled the machine but point mm-hmm. being 
Well, and this is adapted from a Dan John thing that we liked. Uh, and his is more involved. He does white laundry and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's that we way don't, pickier we, than us. I don't know if we don't wear much white. I don't know what that is. But uh, the idea is that when you're not sure what to do, uh, at least what I took from it, when you're not sure what to do, you take, you just go and put a load of laundry in. And so sometimes, you know, if you're someone who's just comes home and it's just like a whirl of a mess, it's his thing is that you're never going to regret that that laundry is is working away while you're trying to figure out what to do with the rest of stuff. Any of this stuff, you know, start the Roomba, you know, the robot vacuum, any of these things that are going to do the thing while you're doing other things is probably good. So his, and we do this when we come home on Sundays, you know, we've often been away somewhere. We, we sort of come in and do a bit of a clean, you know, bring everything into the house, but the laundry just goes in and it's sort of like that uh, clean bike, right? Mm-hmm. Just, there's no need for dirty laundry sitting around. It's only going to get more stinky and annoying. So if we start that, then it's put the dirty laundry somewhere and then we can go into other stuff. So that, that again, might be just a rule to live by, uh, if nothing else, but also maybe a, uh, a habit. Maybe, you know, it could be a certain time of day. Maybe it's part of your morning routine. If you have a lot of laundry coming in, a lot of kids, uh, just maybe every morning you start the coffee and then the laundry and then you do push-ups, or, you know, in between or something. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I came up with it just, I put this habit down based largely on more of our travel. And it was, you know, we don't always have access to washing machines when we are kind of on the road a lot so i originally thought about this one just thinking like whenever there is access to a washing machine mm. even if it's only been a day since we've gotten to do our wash and we're on the road like we're gonna do our laundry and well, i think that's travel for sure because you never know again this relates to if we think about those oh, i'm gonna get out and do my interval sessions or i'm gonna do this many hours in the, the week if all your clothes are dirty when you get home it's going to be harder to do the workout when you get home or to wherever you're going next. So traveling with a, a clean, ready bike and clean clothes is, is ideal. It's not always possible. Yeah, exactly. And as everyone's starting to think about their training camps and all that fun stuff in the winter, this is always a good one to just keep in mind while, <laughs> while you're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't wait till the morning of your ride to be like, oh, crap, I haven't done any laundry no, but yet. You can see, I mean, it sounds, some of us, this is probably obvious or, or maybe not something that crosses or, or, or comes into our lives very often, but you know, you finish that big bucket list race and I have a few clients that I think their bikes are still in the box from the like, <laughs> stage race in like August. Uh, you know, it was maybe a discipline they didn't do, you know, maybe they had another goal afterwards, but that bike is still sad and, you know, dirty and muddy in a box. Um, you know, you can't resell that bike. If you're done with the sport, you can't train if, if you wanted to do that now. Um, you know, you're going to be really costly recovery you know, stuff is worn on it now. So there, there's that, but even just the, the clothes are, you're very tempted to finish the race, put them in a, you know, like a garbage bag and then put them in, and they're going to be so rotten when you get home mm-hmm. and dirty versus everything gets cleaned. You know, it takes that energy. I know it, you're very tired from the bucket list race, but you ideally, again, the laundry will do itself once you, <laughs> you press the go button. Um, so it's, it's just a lot nicer once you get home because the mess is going to be, the stains are going to be worse. The smell Mm -hmm. is going to be worse. Uh, it's going to be way more disgusting. Yeah. So much of this just comes down to the, like, what would your future self want you to have done? Yeah. (laughs) You propose that as a habit. I think that's a good question to ask. It's a hard, hard thing to do during the hot moments when, you know, everything's, (laughs) everything's screwed up. It's hard to say, well, would, would my future self like yoga? It's like, no, it's true, yeah. no, no, it would. <laughs> yeah, no, it really wants yeah. to <laughs> skip this today. But yeah, I think that's just like a good, good reminder every once in a while. It's like, how, how is my future self going to feel about if I do this versus if I do this? And a lot of the time it's, yeah, start the wash. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, getting to our last couple here, grocery shopping. 
know when and know what. So we are super boring. Uh, and part of this, I think we're, we don't have kids, so we don't have, you know, changing, uh, what what berry someone's willing to eat or you know which which green thing someone is hating this week or anything like that we're very very boring with our food we eat very similar things most days of the week but because of this we have one grocery list and it's you know kind of a rolling basis we sort of know what needs what, what we need to get how many of them we need to get what we're going to use up in a week so we definitely do have an easier situation than most so i'll just put that out there but i think having that like basic grocery list that everyone in your family knows how to shop looking at you glassford um right lest uh, we forget the cheese incident from last month but right um so i mean i think if anyone looked you know, at what they eat, I think it's probably pretty standard. Um, and there's probably things that, again, in these hot moments, it's easy to end up with foods you don't necessarily want, whatever your leanings on nutrition are. Uh, but what we're trying to do is make it so that when you grocery shop, it's there's not a lot of decisions to make. It's just the same grocery shop pretty much every time. I, You know, again, if you're into cooking, maybe there are different spices or different things you do want to get. I don't think that we're, we're saying you can't do that. Uh, what we're trying to do is, is sort of have like that stock grocery list. We have a few of these, I think, in some of uh, forms. We have like this yep. is a uh, sneak attack your veggies, I think, was one you made. Yeah, we have um, a PDF. We'll link to it in the show notes. And, and so it's, you know, all the things, the, the greens you like, the grains you like, the meats you like, the whatever, you know, you, you, you and that you need most weeks. And then there's maybe a little bit of the extra bits you need. You need a little bit of this spice or a can of pumpkin for the holiday treat or whatever you're making. Uh, so I think that's the idea then is that you have this stock groceries. And the win, you know, the rock slide habit is that you have the list. It's not a new list every week. And as you say, everyone's maybe gone and done a team grocery shop. So they understand where the cheese or whatever it is, is in the grocery store or what, what that means. Uh, but that's, that's, I think the, the heart of this habit is, is setting up that just, it, this is the list. Yeah. And I think ideally, I, I know it's, it's hard to say like, okay, every Monday we do the grocery shop and it's, we're good for the week, but that's, that's sort of your ideal situation. But I think at the very like minimum is the keeping an eye on levels on stuff. So you sort of know I need to grocery shop today. Otherwise tomorrow we're not going to have the stuff that we want and we're going to get thrown back to that habit number one where we no longer like we can't make the normal choice because we don't have eggs mm -hmm. uh, so now what do we do and now everything's kind of thrown off well and eggs are a great example if you have a family even of our size you know a dozen eggs is going to be what three days yeah so rarely do you see people buying more than a dozen eggs that's just the size they come in most people are not loading up, you know, a three dozen eggs or, or the big flat pack, certainly, you know, but that's something during the pandemic, we started buying the giant flat pack of what is it? 48 eggs, 30, 30. And then sometimes we got the double, but I think usually we just get a 30. Sometimes we get two thirties. Although, you know what? Eggs are actually less perishable than you realize. Like they last for quite a while. They do. And, and, but again, I think most people, even if you're one person and you're having two eggs a day, you know, that's, that's only six days. Mm -hmm. So you're not even doing the week that Molly's talking about of shopping. And I think most of us could do a week of, of groceries and then you don't have to go back to the grocery store, which again is how much time does that take? That's an hour and a half. That's a whole nother workout. Imagine you got your hour and a half workout in on a Wednesday instead of going to the grocery store. So again, this is where 
planning the week and doing some of these bigger habits, if we called this habit, you know, just even grocery shop for a bigger family or <laughs> grocery shop for the week, maybe would be what this habit might be called. Just give it a try. But I think when we have to, you really have to math this out because how many chicken breasts or how many, uh, you know, what else is it? The size of the spinach bags. Sometimes I get overwhelmed by the spinach bags on the Monday when Molly does grocery shopping because there's so many bags of spinach. He but, gets so grumpy. But, but if we don't have those bags of spinach, then, then come day four, we're out of spinach all of a sudden, right? Because the spinach goes into the eggs every morning and it goes into other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, salads or whatever. So again, I think this might take some trial and error, but I think it's, uh, you know, as much as we've, as we've gotten into this, I think the, the key habit here is actually try and grocery shop bigger if you can. Yeah, for sure. Now we do a bit of frozen stuff too. I'm sure some people are asking, you know, what about day five, six, seven on the spinach? Sometimes, you know, you may have to go get the spinach depending on the temperature or the type of veggies you're using. They don't always keep for a week. But I think we also try and make some of that push through with some frozen veggies or frozen meat or frozen whatever. Exactly. Yeah. First few days, try to crush all the fresh stuff. And the last couple of days is like relying a little more on the frozen stuff for sure. Certainly in cities, right? You could also do, you know, at the end of a ride, stop at a a little veggie stand and get some fresh veggies for days three, four, five or Mm -hmm. or four, five, six, seven, uh, the last half. Yeah, but having kind of the the bulk of it done is definitely mm-hmm. ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, did we do that one justice? I sort of pivoted, I so. pivoted that one to a no. I like that a more specific goal, maybe. Yeah, I like that. Uh, last thing actually is we're going to call this one the habit of self reflection, and the more the most practical training version of this is putting comments on your workouts. So we've talked about it before. I habit stack where my only to do list or my only to do item on the day is put comments in your training journal because I have to do the workout in order to put the comments in. So instead of having two things to check off, the only thing is the the comments because the comments can't happen without the workout. Mm-hmm. Um, or if the workout doesn't happen, I still have to put the comment that the workout didn't happen. And, and I can't see in the next couple of years, I imagine the training peaks and the Strava and the Zwifts of the world will start popping up and asking you to put comments in. I'm still amazed that this feature I, I requested from training peaks about three times a year uh, in different ways. Just like, you know, can you pop, do a pop-up like nagging someone to, to do this? If all these other apps can do these nagging notifications, why can't we have positive notifications and, and nagging? It's true. Uh, but what I did to work around that is I just said, Siri, uh, remind me every day at 5 p.m. to update my training peaks. And so every day at 5 p.m. I get this little ding and I actually set up a shortcut, which is getting a little into the weeds, but it actually does open the training peaks app even for me. Uh, at five as well so you might not do five you might do noon if you're a noon person and you have a time at noon you might do it right in the morning when you wake up um it's really finding the time that that notification isn't just an annoying notification it's something that you tend to be like sitting there and oh yeah i guess i could put some comments in yeah exactly and i think just even backing out of training i think any level of self-reflection is ideal here so you know i do a little three point what am i grateful for every morning and then like a two sentence how i want my day to go Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's not necessarily that i even look back at a lot of this stuff like i'm not really big on rereading my journals even though i keep them Uh, I just think it's really important to have just those like few moments of self-reflection, self-awareness, because I think we get very caught up in all of our day-to-day hustle and bustle, if you will. And we kind of rarely think about how are we feeling? And this could be even using your HRV for training app in the morning. Which also has an annotations, which gets synced to Training Peak. So I do encourage people to use that as well. Yeah. So I think just finding those little pockets where you can actually take the pause and say, how do I really feel today? Mm -hmm. Kind of across the board and all the different things. And this is my big pet peeve is like, 
people who anyone and I include myself in here that rely on like their wearables to tell them how they feel, but rarely pause for long enough to actually think like, how do I feel right now? Hmm. So I think wearables are fine. If you're also doing the bit of like self-reflection on, is this accurate? Is that actually how I feel? What can I do about it? For sure. And I think you can start seeing patterns if you look back, you know, with that two weeks framework, you can start seeing, oh, I actually did accomplish a lot this week, even though I feel just overwhelmed. There's so much going on. It's a, you know, I have a full life. If you look back, it sometimes it's nice to be, oh yeah, like last oh, two weeks ago, I didn't know how I was going to get past this meeting or past this project or whatever it was. And you're like, I'm past it. And I've done about 50 other things since then, you know, uh, you know, we're through that race. We're through whatever it is. I got those four interval sessions over the last two weeks. Like I planned, uh, you know, it's, it's going pretty well. And you also might notice some trends if you are reflecting, like Molly says, you know, I'm not sleeping. I drank too much. I, whatever, right. Any of these things start coming out if we can do this self-reflection and then, and maybe even a bit of review. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. I think that's around nine small habits and tweaks to maybe add to your routines or set your routines with this coming year. Uh, and yeah, hopefully everyone has a happy, healthy start to their new year. We have a billion awesome interviews, episodes, etc. coming at you in the new year. If you have any ideas or topics or questions that you want us to cover, feel free to let us know. Head over to consummateathlete.com. We have a contact page or find us at consummateathlete on Instagram. And again, if you want to leave us a rating or review, that would be the best holiday present we could ask for. All right. With that, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. All right, with that, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you want to hear more training, racing, and endurance sport advice, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at consummateathlete.com for a weekly dose of inspiration and advice straight to your inbox.